You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, where you'll learn step-by-step how to meet and seduce beautiful women, whether you're looking for one night of fun, a week-long fling, or a long-term relationship. I'm your host, Trip, and the episode starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer. From tripadvice.com. Today's episode, we have an interview with Cora Boyd. She is a dating coach for men. She is a female, so she has some great stuff to say on this topic because we're talking about how do you express interest? How do you make moves? How do you do this all without being creepy? And I get a lot of guys who say to me, and, and I say this again on the interview, so you'll hear me kind of say it again, but they ask me questions like, how are you supposed to be assertive yet come off not weird or too pressuring or having a girl just be completely creeped out by you, right? Because I know that dating coaches, at least I'll say for myself, and I know Cora does as well, we tell guys, you got to make the first move. You got to put yourself out there. You got to do it. But we are now living in an era of the Me Too movement. We're living in a time where everyone is very conscious of what's going on. So how do you do this in a non-creepy way? Well, don't worry. We have solved this issue for you. Cora is going to go into it. We talk about some good stuff. And I'm really excited for you to listen to this interview because we go into just a lot of different topics that I think are going to help you out a lot. But mostly, like I said here, talking about how do you show interest without being creepy. So very excited for you to listen to this today. And if you are trying to get to the point where you are actually taking action, actually, I like that, actually taking action, actually taking action, being proactive. If you want to be proactive, you want to put yourself out there, but you don't have the skills or you don't have the motivation or you're just completely unclear on what to do, well, you can fill out my application form for coaching And if that is something that you feel you need, it's available. You can just go to coachedbytrip.com. As long as you fill out the application form to the completeness, meaning you just fill it out and answer the questions to your best of your ability, I will reach out to you. We'll hop on a call. We will talk about coaching and see if it's a good fit for you. I just got a new client today, someone who actually doesn't listen to the podcast, but he found me on my YouTube channel. And I'm not going to give too much details because all my clients remain anonymous. But let's just say he's over the age of 40. So if you feel that you are over the age of 40 or 50 and you feel that you need help, this is not just a service for guys in their 20s. I work with men 18 to 50 years old. So anything that you need, I can help you out with in terms of meeting women, attraction, being proactive, learning how to express interest, and all of that good stuff. So Don't hesitate. Go to coachedbytrip.com today and we can get you some help. In the meantime, check out my interview with Cora Boyd. I think you're going to like it. Hey, Cora, it's great to have you on the podcast. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's fantastic. So you're an attraction and relationship coach and you're based in rainy Seattle. That is correct, right? (laughs) Very rainy, indeed. How did you get into all this? So I actually started out as a matchmaker. I was a matchmaker for a couple of years. And in that time, I I got to interview so many people about dating and relationships. Essentially just got access to a shit ton of market research um, and really started to see, okay, 
what are the what are the frustrations what are the idiosyncrasies here and like why are so many people so frustrated right now so i got into it as a matchmaker and then i transitioned to coaching about a year and a half ago did you not like matchmaking anymore what happened to that? <laughs> what know, happened to that? i liked it so basically what i would do is i would work with clients one-on-one kind of get to know them and what they were looking for dating wise. And then they'd outsource their dating search to me. So then I'd interview prospects on their behalf. I liked it. I learned a lot. I had some really beautiful experiences with my clients. But what I started to feel and see was like just how much more potential for impact I could have in empowering people on the back end to build out their own skill set and feel confident going out there and meeting women meeting people on their own, especially because I, I really believe that the part of the skill set of dating and relationships is that discernment of being able to be honest with yourself when something isn't working, right? So it's there's a confidence in knowing that you yourself can go out at any time and meet someone. So for me, I enjoyed the matchmaking, but I didn't feel like I was addressing the actual issue, which was what I was seeing was a lack of confidence and a lack of kind of skills or knowing how to go out into the world and to create those opportunities. So what you're saying is you would you would match people up, mm-hmm. but then you found that it didn't matter how well, uh, or I should say how compatible they were, mm. because if they didn't have the skills, it wouldn't work. That's just what I'm interpreting from what you're saying. Is that Right. Yeah, exactly. So basically, and you know, this was an overarching thing. There were obviously individual instances that both parties were super ready and had, you know, worked on themselves. But essentially what I was seeing is that it felt like a little bit of a band-aid solution where like I could go find the perfect person for someone or like, you know, quote, quote unquote perfect person for someone. But if we weren't addressing some of the Behavioral patterns or, or things that were holding them back, belief systems that were holding them then back. Then it doesn't even matter. And it doesn't even matter. It was so what I felt and what I still feel is like, okay, let's actually look under the hood of what's going on for you and, and get at like, okay, why do you keep doing that thing? Like, what are you actually doing on dates? Right. Cause I could present this great person, but if we're not talking about how you're showing up on a first, second, third date, et cetera then it's kind of futile, right? So what would happen? I'm, I'm curious. So you, you'd match these people up. Uh-huh. What would you hear from either the man or the woman? Actually, I'd, I'd love to hear both. What did you hear from each one where they're like, yeah, that didn't, that wasn't good? Like, what were the reasons? <laughs> it was always a mixed bag. And, and let me tell you, it was, it was a fascinating insight because I would do feedback with both people, with the man and the woman. And sometimes my client was the woman, sometimes my client was the man. I worked with both. But yeah, I heard all kinds of crazy shit. Let me tell you, there's some weird stuff that happens on dates. Spill it. Spill it. (laughs) Oh, man. One time a person showed up to the date of the first date in a Robin Hood costume. That happened just inexplicably. Uh, You got to respect someone expressing themselves, but just all, all kinds of things and interesting dynamics would play out. What was most interesting was to see how different the two perspectives could be. Like how much... Oh, interesting. Right? Like how much one person might be like, that was 
the best date I've ever been on. And the other person would be like incredibly turned off, right? That like sometimes that dissonance was really, really fascinating to see. One person has this amazing date. They're like, wow, that was so good. The other person was yeah. like, next, that didn't, that wasn't working out. Exactly. So that was interesting. And then also to see how um just how how much of a personal preference dating is as well, right? Like you and I, we both work in helping people put their best foot forward and like really optimize the experience for themselves and like bring more intentionality and awareness to how they're showing up and how they can show up and kind of a way that's going to render more connection. But it was really cool and honestly kind of heartening to see as well how I, um, so I worked with clients over a series of months. Um, so I would set them up on a, on, on a number of dates. And it was cool to see how one person, like they could meet a date and that date would not feel it at all with them. Then they could meet the next person and the next person would think they were amazing. And then they could meet someone else and it was kind of like, ah, lukewarm. And then they might meet someone else and it like really, there was some sort of clash, right? So it was really heartening to just put in perspective how much one person does not hold the world's opinion. And in dating and relationships, it's, it's really not about getting everyone to like you at all. It's about finding someone who's a good match. So I, I really took a lot away from seeing that happen on a pretty consistent basis. And that honestly, personally has helped me to just let it go more when, when something is not a match. I'm talking, you know, platonically, professionally, whatever it might be. And really helping clients see too that when it doesn't work out, yes, there are always things we might have been able to do better. But sometimes it's just, it's not a fit. It's not really personal. It's just not a fit. Yeah. No, that's interesting too. I, I, I say that to guys all the time. Yeah. And I, you're making a really good point here is that you can't take it personal. Yeah. You just can't. It's just not always going to work out. It's not always going to work out. And it's interesting too. You probably find this as well, but just across the board, no matter what age, no matter what walk of life, the top thing everyone is afraid of is rejection. But when you break it down, rejection isn't like, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's really not that bad when we examine it more. Why do you think that? I'd love to hear this perspective. Yeah, I think that because what I see in clients is a, like, it's so sensitive, right? To put yourself out there in a dating capacity. It's really vulnerable. So when someone isn't into us, we really hyperbolize and like really internalize that. When in reality, as we're saying, like, yeah, part of it might have been you. Like maybe, yes, you got a little drunk or you said something dumb or like whatever. And... There are so, so many things that are happening for this other person that you just have no idea what they are. You have no idea if you remind them of their ex or if they are just really not emotionally available for a relationship or if they themselves internalized something and got insecure. We just like, we don't know the why of why they weren't feeling it. It could be so many things that actually don't have much to do with that, us at all. Yeah, it's interesting too. Is is, and this is what I try to teach guys, and and maybe you can help out too. Is yeah, 
I feel like most of that data, kind of what you're saying, like most of the data, like the we're trying to get data. Yeah. We're like trying to why? Why do they reject me? What did I do wrong? We're trying to figure it out. And a lot of that information is just completely unnecessary. Yeah. Some is, so you can kind of look at it and and hopefully do better next time. Exactly. But most of it is just nonsense. Exactly. And it's it's um, you know, it's challenging to loosen your grip on that and and loosen your grip on on the need for closure. Whether it's a first date or you know six months, or relationships that that's ending after six months, we really we want that control. We want that closure. We're like, but why? <laughs> but why? And oftentimes, it's the, all the closure you need is that the person isn't feeling it. That's it. And and something I I work with clients on a lot too. A reframe is just really committing to only wanting to be in a relationship with someone who also wants to be in a relationship with you. Yeah, I'd say it's the number one quality that you need to find in a partner. Absolutely, absolutely. And so when someone is demonstrating they're not interested in you, it's it's really just information that they're, you know, you can be disappointed, let yourself feel your feelings, but it's just information that they are disqualifying themselves as someone you would want to be with because they don't want to be with you. It's interesting though, because there is there is part of the interaction and yeah. and what happens with the woman and the dates that you have and the time spent, where there still might be some things that you did that made her unattractive. Absolutely, I would, you know, and there and a lot of those things I'm sure you talk about in terms of um, maybe masculine traits that are attractive to to the feminine traits and and what when what turns on a woman you know, what makes her interested in a guy and things like that, you know? Yeah. So that's important. That's that's the stuff we should pay attention to. Yes. And then everything after that is, like you're saying, it's not a match, it's not compatible, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. There's a, it's, it's an infinite amount of reasons why maybe it didn't work out. So, exactly. you know, I say we look at it. I tell guys, look at it as unbiased as possible. See, do your best to see what you maybe could have done better. Yeah. Don't dwell on it and just move on. Exactly. It's such a, um, I mean, any kind of personal development, any type of learning, it's such a dance between being really honest with yourself and being able to be constructive and seek out uh, constructive resources to improve and also being nice to yourself and giving yourself some credit of like, here's what I did better than last time, or here's what I did really well. Right, exactly. Yeah. As long as we can do that without all the emotion behind it and trying to beat ourselves up about it, right? Exactly, exactly. Right. So on today's interview here, I know we were talking about this before. Mm-hmm. And this is a question that I get and I feel like I haven't really tackled it too much. And you say you get this question all the time is mm-hmm. guys want to know, you know, when they are on these dates, when they are going out and meeting women. Yeah. Because as dating coaches, we're telling guys, Go out there, make the first move, you know, be assertive, be proactive, da 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 da. But guys are like, well, you're telling me to do that, but you're also saying don't be creepy. Right. So how do I make this work? How do I be proactive and be assertive, like you're saying, without being creepy? So what are your thoughts on this? It's such a great question. I also love that dudes are questioning this because it's important. It's important. And assertiveness, that decisiveness, it's so attractive, especially to women of like just someone going after what they want, right? 
Why do you think that is, by the way? I'm curious your opinion on that. Why Why do you think, and you're a woman, so you're experiencing <laughs> yeah. it, you know? So why is that attractive? It's kind of relaxing, honestly. It's It's relaxing to have someone else especially if you're someone who who makes a lot of decisions in your personal life and who who is confident yourself as a woman and I'm speaking for myself here and and also just based on what I've heard through tons of conversations I've had with women about this but there's something really relaxing and you get to feel very like taken care of and like you you don't have to do it all yourself i think that's part of it it's it's a feeling of being kind of held and then it's a it makes you feel attractive too to feel pursued and to feel decisively pursued like someone is really choosing you they're really choosing you and they're really demonstrating that versus they're seeing what happens and you know if if whatever letting it flow out, right? Like that doesn't make you feel as chosen. It doesn't make you feel as special as when someone is very decisively pursuing you. Yeah. I think those are two elements. Um, But it, it truly is extremely attractive. I think also all of us are attracted to people who know what they want, people who are passionate in some way and pursuing someone romantically in a decisive way I mean, it's, it's, that's what confidence really is. It's, it's clarity. It's clarity and right. attention. Right. Yeah. Right. And women, women love that. They love it when they, they see that confidence yeah. in a guy, right? Very attractive. Yeah. Which, we've... which leads us to what we're talking about too. It's like, yeah, how do you do that? And also not cross a line. Um, and for me, what, what it is, and this is what I tell my clients too, it's, recognizing the importance of always leaving space for reciprocity. So you could be making a really bold move. And I guess, you know, uh, we've all seen Hitch too, right? He does like, you go 90% of the way you let her go 10, but always allowing that space at every interval for her to opt in as well. I think it also comes down to like, we value what we have chosen. We value what we've opted into So what I I tell my guys too is allowing that space for her to reciprocate. You still let, let it be known. You're like, Hey, I'm interested, you know, however you're going to say it. Hey, I'm interested in you. I'd love to take you out. And then pause, allow, like allow that space, allow that discomfort, allow that place for her to opt in because she's going to I think we call it uh, in psychology, self-determination theory, where, yeah, we value what we've chosen. She's opting in. She's choosing to continue with the dynamic. You're also not getting six weeks deep into dating someone who was only just going along with it because it was convenient, right? Because you're allowing space for her to reciprocate. And then you're also mitigating for um, the possibility that she you know, doesn't feel comfortable and she's going along with it because she doesn't feel comfortable or safe, which that's what we would call creepy, right? So yeah, it's allowing that space for reciprocity. And that I find really attractive and also like flirty, really flirty. And we we can talk about flirtation too. It's like allowing more space for discomfort, allowing a little bit more space for playfulness and like intention and holding that tension. 
I think this is all very much tied in, but truly it's always allowing space for her to opt in. Yeah. So what I'm what I'm hearing you say then, this is that's a really elegant way of of putting it. I don't think I would have said it like that. That's great. So you're saying that when you allow that space, or I should say this. Yeah. If you cross that line, mm-hmm. if you cross that line and you don't allow that space, that's where it could potentially be a guy or whoever being creepy. Yeah. Like maybe it's it it goes from assertive to aggressive. Exactly. Right? Exactly. I I love this quote about confidence that uh confidence isn't walking into a room and knowing everyone's going to like you. It's walking into a room and knowing you're going to be fine even if they don't. So I also feel like allowing that space is attractive outside of what we're talking about. In itself, it's attractive because... So it's like a win-win. Yeah, exactly. You can demonstrate, hey, I'm interested. You can be really clear. You can be really upfront. And you allow her to reciprocate and like showing that you don't need to make every single move at every step of the way shows that you're interested, but you're going to be fine if she doesn't reciprocate. So you're allowing her the space to also demonstrate, also express some interest as well. Whereas what I see in clients too, or, or you know, in guys um, in general, is the only reason that we would pursue aggressively is out of fear. It's out of a scarcity mindset where we're afraid that if we don't make every single move, every step of the way, that nothing's going to move forward. So it's a lack of trust and it's a lack of confidence in yourself. And it's, it's a pushiness that isn't attractive. Right. Because at the end of the day, if the woman is interested, she's going to join in the conversation. Exactly. Figuratively, you know, the conversation of you, <laughs> yeah. of you, you know, pursuing, she's going to join in and she'll, she'll also do something, yeah. right? And if she doesn't, it's very clear mm-hmm. that at that point, boom, she's not interested. I just want to tell a quick story because yeah. this happened a few days ago. I'm not a dating coach for women, uh, but I was at this event and I was talking to some women and I was asking them just, one was 26 years old. The other one was, I think, 31 years old. Uh And so anyways, I was talking to them about the dating scene. I just wanted to hear their experience. I love hearing women's experiences who were single. And and this one uh, woman or girl, whatever, 26 years old, she says, um, she says to me, you know, I kind of seeing this guy, but it doesn't seem like it's working out. And you know, we kind of hooked up once or twice and that was pretty much it. And I said, okay, let me, let me just see your text messages. And she's like, oh God, okay. So she, she gives me her phone and shows me her text messages. And I see that she wrote the last three text messages and they were, they were, they were great. They weren't being too pushy. They weren't being too needy. She was just kind of saying to the guy like, hey, you know, if you're interested, I'd be down to hang out again or something very kind of soft sell yeah. like that just like showing it showing clear interest yeah. about hanging out uh, but not being too you know pushy or anything like that and the guy didn't respond to any of the text messages yeah. and so then I told her you know listen you know you probably already know this but just to give you some more just to define this even better and give you another opinion he's clearly not interested yeah. I think you should move on and it's like she's like loved that she just wanted to hear that and yada yada anyways my point of telling this story is Again, if a woman is interested, she will react to yeah. it. She will show something. She will say something. Yeah. Even sometimes to the point where like this example, she will write text messages 
without having been already texted yeah. to let the guy know that she's interested in seeing him again. Yeah. So if you're confused about whether someone is interested, they're probably not interested. <laughs> right? If it's really black and white. Yeah. It is. It really is because we make time for what we want to make time for. Right. And who we want to make time for. And yes, sometimes people truly are busy, but even if someone, if a super busy person is really excited about someone that they're dating, they're going to make time. It's just, uh, you know, yeah. sometimes it takes a lot of rejection and heartbreak and getting our hopes up to kind of go through that. I really wish that I knew this information when I was starting to get into the dating scene when I was in my really early 20s. And because I'm, I'm just like, you know, the guys who are listening to this episode. Yeah. I, I didn't know either. I didn't know, you know, like I, I was just, I was thinking that any interest, even if it was slight, mm -hmm. like a text back or a whatever, yeah. was, oh, I still have a shot. And it took me so long to realize, okay, if she's not willing to meet up with me, right. then this is, she's just bored or who knows, but it's not, there's no interest there. Yeah, exactly. And this is where similar to what we were saying before, it's kind of uh, this dance of being able to have your, your logic and your emotion be in conversation with each other. And I love what you said earlier about like trying to look at it as like the post-date feedback with yourself at, in an unbiased way to the extent that you can. Um, because what's tricky too is when you're really into someone, it's almost like you have blinders on and you don't, you're so excited about them that you don't want to look at the reality of what their actions are actually demonstrating to you. So that's the balance too. It's like, you can be really into someone, you can really like them, but don't let that cloud your vision of what they're actually showing to you with their actions and their investment. And also, right, where people come on too strong is where they get really, really excited about someone and they're not really paying attention to the degree to which the other person is reciprocating or not reciprocating. So they're, they're like pushing the action and the investment, the emotional, when I say investment, I'm like emotional time conversation to amount of mental time you're spending with someone too, right? Like how, how much you're letting your fantasies run free, which I think is really relevant in the, in the early stages of dating. We all have, you know, crazy fantasies about, you know, getting married to someone we've just met, right? When you're really excited. So it's the balance of being able to allow yourself to have that emotional experience and, and get excited and enjoy that. And also not letting those feelings cloud your view of, okay, this person is not demonstrate, or they are, they, that they are, or they're not demonstrating with their investment, with their actions that they're interested or not. Right. And that's, this is where reciprocity and allowing that space is so important for everyone, for, for men and women, because it's, it's really about noticing, okay, like uh, to what extent is this other person reciprocating? And when we get really excited, we can forget to notice that or just interpret, as you were saying, just that like tiny bit of interest. We're like, oh my God, yes, they love me. I'm going to keep plowing forward versus being like, okay, they were just throwing me a bone. Yeah. And, and, and finding out what the, what the difference is. Exactly. And we, we learn that through experience too, what the difference is. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because 
guys can listen to this podcast all day long and it, it will be helpful, but it's not going to be very useful if they're not going out and using the information yeah. and experiencing dating. Uh, the most powerful thing you could do is you go out, you get rejected, you do approaches, you talk to women, you go on dates, you get into relationships, yeah. you do all the experiences, and then you can reference it back and forth between your actual experience and an episode like this or, or yeah. whatever people are listening to, you know, you create a, a little bit of a framework or a roadmap for yourself where you have these points of reference that you have developed through experience. And if you don't have the experience, you have no points of reference to, to make the best decisions along the way where you're like, okay, right. You, you want to be present and you let each relationship be its own thing and be, you know, discern at each step. Okay. What, what feels like the best move here, et cetera. But like, you get so much more confidence and so many more, like it's so much less intimidating when you can refer back to your other experiences and not necessarily let that hold you back or look at it as law, just really looking at it as a, as a roadmap or a point of reference. Yeah. Like being a scientist too, you know, like be, be a scientist, be the observer in your own experiment, Exactly. you know, in this experiment of, of your, and the experiment is your uh, reality. It's your situation that you're in. It's, it's the experiences that you're having. And I think that that mindset of being a scientist or an observer can help you be a little bit more unbiased, which takes the emotion out of it, which can help you decipher, okay, like maybe I could have done this yeah. better or you know what? Okay. She wasn't interested. I don't know why big deal and keep moving on. And you know, I love that. And I'll also say too, as much as we're talking about you know, coming on too strong, potentially something I see in my clients a lot is they're not expressing interest. They're not expressing enough interest. So the, the woman is not going to really invest in you if she doesn't even feel like you're into her. So it's, again, it's a balance of you pay attention to how someone is reciprocating, but in order for something to move forward, one or both people has to take these little vulnerable risks consistently of expressing interest and making it clear of like, hey, <laughs> I'm I'm investing here. I want to continue being you. Yeah. 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 You know what I think is, is one of the things I've been trying to preach lately is the problem is, is guys don't give themselves enough opportunities and experiences. So I always say to guys is you can get really bummed out when there's only like a few girls that you're trying to talk to, or there's that one girl in your class or the one girl at work or the one girl you see in the subway or the one girl who's in your social circle or whatever. And you really put all of your emotional eggs into one basket. So if it doesn't work out with her, you're super bummed because you've invested a lot of either time or mental energy into this one girl when that can really that can really kill your momentum. Exactly. So I try to get guys yeah. to get a lot more women into their funnel, so to speak, whether it's online dating, mm-hmm. meeting women in person, all of it. Like you gotta you gotta move faster and get more women that you're talking to because the odds are is it's not gonna work out with everybody. Yes. Preach it. Absolutely. I love that. And and what I say to my clients too, it's about building a larger data set or a larger pool of evidence where next time because we all have these, you know, these stories, these fear stories, because relationships, they are really vulnerable. You're really putting your heart on the line. So um, 
something I ask clients too, or what we get at is, I'm sure that you do this as well, is like, what are those fear stories? Like when you get rejected or when something doesn't work out, what negative story about yourself does that confirm? Is that like further evidence of? And if you're only... The, the trick is to, to gain more experience so that you can get that larger data set. And next time you have something not work out and you hear that story come up, that's like, oh, it's because like, I, you know, I have no idea what I'm doing and it never works out. And like everyone rejects me. Then you have, okay, wait a second. What are like 10 times last week that I talked to women and yeah, maybe I went on a couple dates. Maybe I just had a, a few pleasant interactions. What are 10 times where that was not true? So you, you start to challenge your own, your own stories like that. And the only way you can do that is through gaining experience, through building that larger pool of evidence of like evidence to the contrary of whatever these, these stories you have that have been holding you back. Right, right. And and it's interesting too, because as I'm hearing what you're saying, I'm, I'm imagining a guy listening to this and going, well, you know, what if I go out and I start dating and and all I'm doing is getting rejected or it's not working and I'm doing exactly what you're telling me to do. I get all the leads, yeah. you know, in the funnel and I'm doing everything. And and my thought to that is, and I was you know, it's funny, I just quoted this the this morning when I was in a coaching call with a guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I said to him, I said, listen, I said, you got it. Here, here's how life works. Okay. And I, I referenced a movie called The Shawshank Redemption. If, if you haven't seen that, by the way, yeah. have you seen yeah. that? Uh-huh. Okay. If anyone listening has not seen that, go see it. It's a great movie. It's about a guy trying to escape prison who was um, found guilty for something that he didn't do. So, uh, spoiler alert! <laughs> I'm gonna be spoiler right now. So, if you really want to see this movie, either way, it's a spoiler. It's still a great movie. Yeah. There's a quote that says his name is Andy Dufresne. It says Andy Dufresne crawled through a, a football field of shit to be clean on the other side. Okay, because uh, literally he crawls through a tube that's like from the sewer of shit to finally escape and break free. Spoiler alert! But either way, the point is, is that it's kind of the same situation here. Is you're going to get started and it's not going to go that smoothly. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe it will be, but if it doesn't, like that's more normal. Yeah, if it's not working out, so you might not get those positive experiences that soon because of, hey, you're just starting out, you're just putting yourself out there, you're just being, like we're saying today, being proactive, being assertive, all those things. So it's going to be a little messy until it starts working out. Mm-hmm. And it's uncomfortable. It's guaranteed to be uncomfortable. Oh yeah, And it's just about accepting that too. And also questioning, like, what's your metric of success here? That's something I, I work with clients a lot on is your metric of success gets to be, hey, I'm showing up consistently and I'm putting myself out there and I'm I'm learning something new. And anytime you're learning something new, it's uncomfortable. It's it's an adjustment. So the success metric gets to be how consistently are you putting yourself out there and really going after what you want and and showing up and actively participating in this process. And yeah, a lot of the time you're gonna have interactions that don't really lead to much, but that's okay. That's still, you still get points for showing up and putting yourself out there, but it's about doing that consistently enough where, and not dwelling on, okay, those ones that don't interact because 
it's really just about connecting with one person or, you know, if, if you're into non, non monogamy, multiple people, but like, we don't connect with everyone. That's why it's really, really special when we do is because it's rare. It's rare and it feels kind of sacred and, and delicious because we don't have that with every single person. So that's the reality too. And expecting to have that with every single person you interact with is just unrealistic. Right. And you have to look at it like that. You have to. Yeah. Or else you're going to be in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you're not going to have the confidence and the nerve to go talk to the person when it really matters if you're not making this a consistent practice and just getting comfortable with it in general, with opening up conversations in general. Right. Right. So it sounds like what you're saying here is take the chance, be proactive, be assertive. Uh, you you taught us today what you believe is the fine line between between doing that and being creepy. But yeah. you know, you miss the chances uh, that you don't take, right? So Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cora, this has been great. Awesome. It's so much fun having you on the podcast. And I've wanted to have you on for a while. So thanks for doing this. Yeah. If any guys are resonating with you, where can they find you so they can work with you? Yeah. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure for me too. And I've been following you for a while. So great to like get to play around a little bit. So they can find me on Instagram at the Cora Boyd, C-O-R-A-B-O-Y-D. They can find me at coraboydcoaching.com. And in the beginning of March, I am launching a group program called Magnetics, which is all about charisma and social magnetism and understanding what that is and understanding what that is for you and how to tap into that more. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. Sounds great. Well, Cora, thanks for doing this. Guys, check her out if you're interested. And, you know, I'd be happy to have you back on in the future. We'll talk more. Wonderful. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun.